Coming up next is Champions Tour Pro Rob Labritz. Before I get to Rob, I was talking with Eddie Dry, VP of Domestic Sales for Strixon Cleveland Golf, at the PGA Merchandise Show earlier this year. And I said, Eddie, I like your CBX full-face wedges. How can they help an average player like me play better? Here's what he had to say. An average player, I use one, and I'm in some lies that you can't even believe. And I need all the help I can get. And the face is bigger, and the grooves go all the way up and all the way out to the toe. So if I, you hit it on the toe, you miss it, bam, there's a groove. So I like that. So I carry a, a 58. There you have it, folks. Try the new CBX full-face wedges from Cleveland Golf. I want to tell you about something else I saw at the PGA Merchandise Show, and that's me and my golf. And how does a 45-day free trial to Arco sound? Well, me and my golf have partnered with Arco's and are offering 14 free sensors and a 45-day free trial to Arco's Caddy. When you purchase any training aid on shop.meandmygolf.com. This is a limited time offer, so don't miss out. Again, go online to shop.meandmygolf.com. With many years in the business, menswear brand Construct has finally launched its green golf collection, sustainably produced using renewable solar energy and recycled fabrics. Hit your best shot in their performance-enhancing polos, quarter zips, and bottoms. Made with four-way stretch, quick dry, and UV 50-plus protection. From solids to bold, eye-catching designs, Construct Green is the perfect piece for making the best memories on the greens. And the best part? You can head to Construct.com, and that's C-O-N-X-S-T-R-U-C-T.com, and use code CHRIS for 20% off the green collection today. Okay, now next on the tee with me is Champions Tour Pro Rob Labritz. Rob is a legend in the New York area and the Metropolitan PGA section. He won the 2006 New York State PGA Championship. He's won the New York Open three times. He's also won the Westchester Open, the Rhode Island Open, and the Massachusetts Open. He's been named the Westchester Golf Association's Player of the Year six times and the Metropolitan PGA Section Player of the Year twice. He was the only club professional to make the cut at the 2010 PGA Championship at Whistling Straits. He's played in a total of six PGA championships so far. He's now out on the PGA Tour champions. And over the last two seasons, he has three top five finishes and four top tens, including a tied for fourth this year at the Hogue Classic and a tied for fourth last year at the U.S. Senior Open. And I'm excited he is with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Rob, thanks for coming on the show. Chris, how are you? Nice to be with you tonight. I appreciate you very much. Rob, I'm guessing you heard what Tom Patrick just had to say about you a moment ago. Talk about your relationship with TP. Yeah, that cost me about a hundred bucks right there. I couldn't <laughs> believe he actually said it. <laughs> no. no doubt it did. Uh, <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom and I go back in the Met section uh, for some time, and and he's always been one of those guys I've kind of looked up to because he's been such a good instructor and uh, and just a good human being as well. So um, we became friends and. Um, He's had some great words, advice uh, for me over the years, and uh, and we just uh, think very highly of each other. So uh, you got a good guest there. He's he's awesome. Rob, I want to go back to the beginning of your time in our game. When did you first start playing golf? I took the game up at an early age of four, um, where I, I found a, uh, one of my dad's clubs in the garage and went out to my backyard, and we lived right on a a little par three golf course called Pattonbrook Country Club in Sellington, Connecticut. 
my backyard faced the eighth green and I used to rip drivers about 50 yards to see if I could get it to the green when I was that tall. And, um, you know, it just, I just took a loving to the game and I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning to play it. I couldn't wait to get home from school to play it. And I played it until I couldn't see the ball anymore. So, uh, uh, it's been that way ever since I took the game up at age four and, uh, and here we are today. And like Tom said, a lot of great players have come out of the Mets section. What was it like for you competing to win those New York opens, the Westchester open, those kind of tournaments against such a huge pool of great talent? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really think of it as playing against other people. I, I kind of wanted to just get better myself. Uh, and I felt that if I was doing the right things and working hard on my game, then I'd, I'd get better. And then the competitiveness just kind of comes out with you that makes you do crazy things. So, um, you know, for me, it was more, more of an individual sort of thing. And then when you're playing with some of the best club pros in the country, like we do in the Mets section, just, you know, learning from them, watching what they do. Uh, and then while we're out there, of course, you know, being club pros, we, we talk about our businesses, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> And Rob, you won those New York Opens competing at Beth Page Black. What's it trying to win a big tournament there in the section on a course like that? Sometimes it's, you know, from what I've read, trying just to survive Beth Page Black is a challenge. Of all the tournaments I've played, Chris, in my life, every time that I got done with Beth Page Black, I wanted to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> it was just, it, that golf course is just a, it is just one of those golf courses that, um, it, uh, you just really have to pay attention. If you fall asleep for a second, it just, it, it just gets up and grabs you. So, um, so to win out there three times and then make a cut there in the PGA championship, uh, in 2019 too, um, you know, it was special. Uh, I played a lot of rounds on that golf course. It's, it's just one of the, one of the classic great tracks, uh, that if you can play there and shoot, you can shoot under par, you are one heck of a golfer. <laughs> And Rob, you competed for years on the Australia Asian Tour, the Gold Coast Golf Tour, the Golden Bear Tour. What was it like for you trying to win and really have enough money to live week to week when you're out there playing on those tours? Uh, well, you know, that was the thing. You watched every dime and you, you had sponsors that helped, uh, hopefully. Uh, you formed relationships with people and you, and you made sure that when you stayed in places, you stayed you stayed at the places that you could afford and travel the way you could afford. And, and hopefully uh, you know, your skills would make you a big check at the end of the week. Um, you know, it was just, it was just a grind. It really taught you humility It taught you, uh, you know, you got to work extremely hard uh, at this game to even, to even get up uh, in front of people, uh, you know, to, to pass them. And then you got to have some luck involved and then you got to have ability. It's just a, it's a crazy game because you can work your tail off uh, and you can work yourself too hard. Uh, to where you where you don't play well, so finding the balance and everything—it's just uh, it's one of those lifelong games that no one will ever master. Rob, you mentioned the phrase "being up in front of people." I mean, I'm guessing you've gone from those tours where you might have had a a person here or there to to play in front of, to now you're out on the Champions Tour with thousands of people you're playing in front of. What was that transition like for you? Yeah, you know the the eight PGA Championships that I played in prior. Um, really kind of set me up for, for feeling more comfortable out on the champions tour. Um, you know, obviously first week you go out there on the champions tour. Uh, my first event was the Chubb, uh, not this year, but last year, um, you know, you're nervous. You, you're, you're walking out there and you're, you're hitting balls next to Ernie Els and, and uh, Miguel Jimenez and uh, you know, all these greats, Jose, Omriel, Fabo, and, and 
you're like, wow, how did I get here? But then you realize what you did to get there. Uh, and, um, you know, now I'm a year and a half into it. Everybody puts their, puts their pants on the same. And, and right now, uh, if you if you putt well, you, you win some tournaments out here <laughs> at like Steve Stricker's doing. If you hit the ball well and you hit the fairway and you hit it on the green, you make some putts. It's amazing what you can do out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's classic to watch some of the greats and, and how great they still are. But uh, every day is a learning day. It's incredible. It is incredible. And like I said, you've you've gone from a guy who was regionally well known, and then like out on the mini tours and that sort of thing. Now you're a guy that people are waiting along a rope line to get your autograph when you're done. What's that feel like? It's not even like that. They still look at me and go, "Who's that guy? Is he old <laughs> enough to be out here? Who is that guy?" <laughs> you know? um, yeah, no, it's uh, the legends are the real legends. I'm I'm a man who who qualified for the Champions Tour and. I'm going to dig and claw and do everything I can, uh, you know, when it comes to trying to get my game better to stay here. Cause, uh, I truly love being out here and competing every day doing this. It's, uh, it's been a dream of mine, my entire life. And, and to get to do it now is, uh, is pretty special. I just, uh, want to find the mixture, so to speak, to make sure that I can maintain the longevity. And, and it's a very different animal than what I did for 32 years as a, as a PGA club pro. Uh, and, um, you know, for those of uh, the guys who've done it, who've transitioned from, you know, all these, we, as a PGA pro, we wear so many hats. Uh, it's incredible. You know, as a, as a touring professional, you wear one hat, get the ball in the hole. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's, it's been a, it's been a, a good transition. I've had my highs and lows and um, I just reminded myself and I've had a few people remind me that, uh, you know, I worked my, my tail off my entire life to get here. I wanted this so bad to make sure that I keep enjoying it. As you know, golf can get uh, very frustrating at times. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I, I don't want to ever do anything like this uh, or I don't ever want to do anything but this. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So what is that like? What is it like to, to realize your dream? Something you work 30 plus years to achieve. And now suddenly here you are. That's got to be awesome. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's not really, I mean, the dream obviously was to get out here, but the dream was also to win senior majors, win multiple times. And, and I, I, when I got here, you know, you, 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 you know that you have a game to get you there. And then you, you're constantly trying to improving, constantly trying, constantly trying to improve. So as I, as I go through this and I watch the other players and, and see what they're doing and the numbers they're shooting, I mean, you know, I've got some work to do. Um, it doesn't mean that I can't win out here, but they're, they're making a lot less mistakes than I am. Uh, and, uh, they make more putts than I am. So at least the guys that are winning and finishing up there. Uh, so, you know, it's just a matter of, of, of balancing everything, working on my deficiencies and, um, and just keeping the, the mindset of having fun out here. Um, uh, you know, I get to wake up every day and work out and, and work on my game. Uh, it's pretty cool. And when you play well, you get paid for it. So. Um, you know, if you get to do what you love, then they say you're really not, not doing a job. And that's the way I feel. You know, you mentioned winning senior majors last year at the U S senior open at Salcon Valley over in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, across the state from my hometown of Pittsburgh, you go out there and shoot three straight rounds of 69 before a 74 in the final round, you finished tied for fourth. What was it like being in the mix at a major? Yeah, that, you know, it was funny. Um, 
that was by the way Saucon Valley. Shout out to everybody there. That place is awesome. Uh, every all the people and fans. It was just incredible. Um, but but it was kind of like you know you when you get in when you're playing the tour full time out here. And to those guys who who have never played a, a tour full time, I mean, you go kind of week to week to week to week to week. You don't even know sometimes what the events you're playing in are. Um, you're just kind of playing in the event. Uh, and then when you do multiple weeks in a row, sometimes you don't even know for, for me, it is sometimes I don't even remember what city I'm in. I have to wake up in the morning. You know, where am I? Um, so, you know, I was playing in just another event on a golf course. That was the one golf course that I actually have played, <laughs> uh, in that whole season last year. I, I played it one other time with one of my members, uh, Frank Pratt and, um, over at, uh, over at Glen Arbor. And, it was just one of those experiences where, you know, I just started feeling comfortable and playing on making some putts. Um, I had control over my, my ball flight and my starting lines. And, and I just had so much fun being out there. The crowds got behind me. Um, it was really cool being, you know, you know, I got a chance to play with Ernie Els in the final round, uh, you know, play the final round, the second to last group in a major uh, with Ernie Els, you're, you're doing something right. So it was a, I mean, what an experience. It was, it was so cool uh, to be out there, have my family out there and tons of my, you know, coworkers from Glen Arbor and uh, friends. And it was, it was just a surreal experience. I, I, I wish I could go back there and, and replay it, <laughs> you know, but uh, we're on to, uh, we're on to the one right here. And, and uh, Wisconsin reminds me a lot of, of Pennsylvania, the way it's laid out in the grass and stuff. And Century World is, is one heck of a, heck of a track and heck of a test. So, Looking forward to getting out here and competing and uh, seeing what we can do with the uh, uh, with this year's U.S. Open, senior yeah, U.S. So Open. Tell me about Century World. It's there in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, talk about the track, what it's like, and how you feel about. Have you got out on gotten a practice round in? How do you feel about what the uh, course setup looks like for you? Yeah, so we played uh, we played the uh, the American. Fam, the AmFam up here a few weeks ago, Steve Stricker's on the, on the Champions Tour. So one of the days was Tuesday. So I took a drive up here. My caddy and I, uh, Mark Schoenwald, took a drive up here and played 18 holes and really charted the place out. Um, I played nine today. I'll play nine tomorrow. And then um, and I'll go into Thursday being pretty rested, uh, which is something different for me instead of grinding 18 holes every day. Um, but it's a it's a heck of a track. Uh, it's, it's pretty ample off the tee. They give you uh, some areas off the tee where you can drive it. Uh, the rough is really penalizing. Um, it looks like they had a step cut on uh, on the longer par fours, and I don't think they had a step cut on the shorter par fours. Um, the greens are fast. Uh, they're they can they can do whatever they want with the golf course. It's in perfect shape, and the rough is thick. Um, it's going to be a good test. Uh, if you drive the ball well, you you have chances to hit the greens. The greens are pretty large. Uh, they have some movement to them, um, so they're going to have little sections off, and they've got some runoff areas on the greens where if you miss a green to the right or left, you run off into collection areas, which is uh, you know tightly uh, shaven areas. And then if you miss those areas, you have the, the thick stuff. So, um, God, what a what a great golf course! I mean, it's it's in fabulous shape. I can't wait to to get out here and compete on it. It's going to be a fair test. Uh, there's a few holes out here that are a little uh, you know tricky. Uh, I think. Par number five, the par five is a tricky little one for par five. You're going to see some different shots off that tee, uh, and you're going to see some guys power through it too. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of good golf out here this week with this golf course. Um, uh, I hope people are watching because it's going to be really cool. 
Yeah, when I was looking at the golf course, it's got a rating of 75.7. I believe you guys are going to be playing it at about 7,200 yards. It's got some drivable-looking par fours. It's got some reachable par fives, got some long par fives and some long par fours, too. So there's some high-risk, high-reward opportunities out there for you. How are you developing your strategy for how you're going to attack the golf course? Yeah, so we went out. Um, we, we developed a pretty good strategy when we first played it. Uh, to be honest, the wind was the same. Uh, the temperature was about the same. Uh, so when we came back today, we we implemented what we did last time uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we hit a bunch of three woods off some longer par fours to kind of stay short of some bunkers. Uh, although the bunkers, when you hit into them off the tee box, aren't super deep. So they're not super penal, but it also depends the kind of lie you get. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to play the the course where I can use my power on some holes. And then there's, there's some holes where I'm actually going to probably play a little smarter and not try to use the power so much and stay back a little bit and maybe, you know, just make sure I hit the, hit it in the short grass so I can, I can have a shot into the green. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've got a few, a few new hybrids Titleist made me out here uh, that I'm looking forward to hits the ball a little higher than my long irons. So, um, you know, there's going to be some, uh, some equipment adjustments too, based on, you know, how far I hit the ball now, there's a couple of par threes out here in the 230 range, 229 range. For me, that's like a, a four iron. Uh, so we got a nice hybrid in there to kind of hit it a little higher to hold some of the greens. So it'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, good track. It's going to be a lot of fun to play and compete on. That's for sure. Rob, I know you like to visualize things, visualize winning. Have you visualized what it's going to be like to hoist the U.S. Senior Open Trophy? To be able to look at it and see your name engraved on it, have you visualized that far in advance? I visualized the the tear coming down my wife's cheek uh, after they've done the engraving. <laughs> yes, I I have. Um, I'm very confident in my visualization and seeing where I want to go, and um, I know the, the 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 path that I'm doing right now will take me there. It's just a matter of time, sticking to the routine and uh, improving the places that I need improvement on, which is what I've been doing. And I got to tell you, practicing golf every day for multiple hours um, is very different from what I used to do. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) Rob, the World Championship Cup is a new event this year on the Champions Tour. It's kind of a blend of the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Is that on your radar at all, trying to show Jim Furyk that you belong on that U.S. team? You know, if I can continue to improve and stick to my routine and stick to the process. Uh, my golf game uh, will speak for itself and those opportunities, if you play well, come to you. So uh, I'm going to let the process and, and all of that just, just happen. And I don't try to set too many goals like that. I try to just, now I would like to win. Uh, but I, I know that I have some things in my game that I have to improve so I can win. So there's uh you know, we're, we're, we're in a good, we're in a good spot right here. Uh, I definitely know where where I stand with my golf swing and my game. Padraig Harrington won last week at the Dick Sporting Goods Open. He made the cut at the U.S. Open on the regular tour. And of the seven events he's played so far on the Champions Tour, he's been in the top five five times, including that win. He's found some added length. He's number one on the Champions Tour in average driving distance. Also done some great playing lessons for the rest of us, which I have found to be very helpful. Do you ever pick the brains? Of your peers, a guy like Padraig Harrington to kind of learn what he or what they are doing to help that run of success that they're having or the great results that you're seeing from them. Do you pick their brains? 
<laughs> of course, I've got some of the greatest advice out here from uh, from certain guys, but definitely, yeah, it's uh, that's one of the perks of being out here and and, and playing with with all time greats uh, over fifty. It's just a it's a plethora of knowledge and amazing to be associated with them. Rob, just a couple more before I let you go. You're still the senior instructor at Glen Arbor's Golf Club up in Bedford Hills, New York. Debbie Doniger, who has been on this show, is the director of instruction there. You guys have known each other for about 40 years since your AJGA days. Talk about working with Debbie. Talk about working with Debbie. So I was the director of golf uh, at Glen Arbor for a long time, from 2006 to 2000, I guess, until 2021 when I went Q school and I immediately got changed to an A3. Um, Debbie is just awesome. She has turned into uh, just a, a fabulous instructor. She's a, so much fun to be around and, and work with. She's a, a really, really freaking smart. Um, she's a great teacher. She gets her point across. Um, she, I just think the world of Debbie. Uh, she is uh, a magnificent woman, and uh, you know, love her to death. And she will, she will do great anywhere. Glen Arbor's lucky to have her there. One last one before I let you go. Got to get your thoughts on superstitions. Got any superstitions in your game? Superstitions. Uh, you know what? <sighs> yes. I, I mark the ball with quarters that are uh, in the 60s. Uh, I've tried 50s. It doesn't work. Uh, in 70s, it's funny. It, it, it works, but it, it's not low enough. So um, I try to always mark it with 60s, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> very nice Rob before I let you go how can our listeners stay up to date with all the great things you're out there achieving on the Champions Tour whether it's following you on your website or it's over social media any of the channels uh, really uh, go on my website it will lead you to Instagram it will lead you to, tw it'll lead you to Twitter uh, it will lead you to LinkedIn um, you, you know just Google me reach out Nowadays, it's very easy. Go right through my website, contact me if you have any questions. Uh, I love uh, answering emails. It gives me something to do on my downtime. Uh, and, um, you know, I like to stay connected to the game and help out people. So, uh, uh, yeah, anytime I'm here, uh, I'm grinding through it. If you have any questions about the weeks that I'm playing, I get a lot of that stuff too. It's just a lot of fun to answer some of the questions that come across. So, uh, yeah, reach out to me anytime and, and, and I'll, I'll get back to you. It might take me a day or so, but I will get back to you, I promise. Rob, it has been a huge thrill having you as part of the show tonight. I hope we get the privilege of catching up with you again soon. And we wish you so much luck and success out on the Champions Tour. I'd love to see your name at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday evening. Chris, thank you very much for having me. Uh, love your show. I really appreciate the time and uh, back at you. It's awesome being with you. Take care, Rob. All the best in your family. Hopefully we get to catch up with you again soon. You too, Chris. I hope so. Thanks, Rob. That is the great Rob LaBritz, folks. And you want to talk about a guy that is easy to hitch your wagon up to and want to root for. It's that guy. Again, 30 plus years making his way through and around the game, whether it was as a PGA professional or out at some of the mini tours and now qualifying. And again, like Tom Patrick said, medalist to qualify to get out there on the PGA tour and a, and a guy that was top PGA professional and a couple of PGA championships, and just a wonderful human being, as you just heard over the last 20 minutes. A great player, a great guy, and I am certainly rooting hard for him this weekend. Hopefully, like I say, we get the privilege of catching up with uh, Rob again sometime very, very soon.